Hello, darlings. Tis me, Pamela Francesca. Pamela Francesca Solis Paz. Francesca Solis, or just Francesca. I don't even know anymore what I want to be called. 2020. This is the 20th episode of my podcast in the year 2020. Wow. Uh, what a 360 experience or 180, whatever. In so many ways, I've been so grateful for this year because I like to look at the glass half full, as I've said many episodes before. And a lot of great things have happened this year, both uh, physically, internally, spiritually, mentally, and life-changing. But just like everything about this year in life, ups and downs. And so this episode, I'm really just going to dedicate to just rambling about the many thoughts from my current experiences that I've had that I think, no, I know will help some of you because I feel we have all been in these positions in one way or another. For one, I still believe greatly deepest part of my soul, that 2020 has been a shift for everyone collectively, not just because we're dealing with a global pandemic, dealing with finally opening our eyes on a lot of evil and greed and control and necessary changes that need to be had as a society, as a collective, but also because we're starting to really either focus on our inner selves to become our true selves or you've gone down the rabbit hole and you need to get out because there's been no gray gray scenario what do you call it no no gray side to this you've either gone up or you've gone down now you can go up and down in this uh human experience of life especially 2020 i've done it first nine months have been fantastic a lot of growth. And then the past two months have been some up and downs. Me questioning life, questioning my decisions, questioning the people in my life, and really kind of going through the roller coaster. I've almost come to terms with the fact that perhaps in a lot of ways, lockdown, at least for me, was what I needed. I sometimes question whether I should still live in LA, to be honest. I question being in this town for so many reasons. It's dense and superficial tendencies. The second I start to actually become part of the social society life of of LA, as I have slightly COVID-friendly ways in the past couple of weeks, then I find myself asking myself, what am I doing here? Like, what, why? I I start to question my decisions again and maybe go in and out of spirals. And it's just toxic, man. It's so toxic. If you've never been to LA or any big metropolitan city like LA, New York, or Miami, or London, eh, Paris, a little bit here and there, but not really. But if you've never been to any of those big cities, man, I don't want to scare you, but it can be toxic. And I mean, but that's life, right? 
in general, there's the, we, we can be surrounded by toxicity and it's the way we manage through and navigate through these toxic moments, experiences and people and how we come out from the, to the other side. That's really what it comes down to. But it, when, when you get into a position where you choose to put yourself in these positions, you start to question like, what am I doing? <laughs> Which is what I've been, like, I've been questioning. Like, I've purposely, knowingly gone and hung out with people I, I shouldn't maybe hang out with or put myself in situations I shouldn't put myself in or gone on dates with people that I knew I shouldn't have gone on dates with. And at the end of the day, I got no one to blame but myself. But then you step back and you analyze and you and you refocus and you can't beat yourself about beat yourself up about it, but you grow from it, right? And thus comes the full circle of the human experience. One metaphorical situation that I recently realized that is kind of dumb in theory, but I was like, man, oh man. It kind of summed up my entire livelihood in a lot of ways was my transition of my hair color (laughs) for so many years I have been my natural dark brown brunette self and I I always wanted to even in high school wanted to have like light hair or fun colored hair and I was never allowed I was never allowed to and thank you mom for putting your foot down it's a shame you couldn't do it in my 20s because I, once I realized I can do what I want, I did what I want. And now I kind of regret a lot of things, but you can't go back in time. But anyways, the hair color transition. To be fairly honest, in my 20s, I didn't want to change my hair color because I thought it was cool for myself. I did it because I thought, man, maybe this is going to attract the guys that I like. Maybe this will make me more attractive. Mind you, I look back at photos of myself. I'm like, what was I thinking? I was adorable. I was beautiful. I still am. But I didn't feel it as much back then. Ironically. Oh my gosh. Like I just, I, I, I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Even when I was modeling, even when I was at my prime. I mean, not that I'm not at my prime, but at the time. It's just crazy how you live in a society that makes you feel inferior. And that's what happened. And so the transition of my hair color was really not for myself. It was for society. It was for guys. It was to beautify myself. Luckily, I never fell into the lip fillers, plastic surgery category because that is very difficult to come back from. Hair color, a bit more manageable. But yeah, every time I've yo-yoed from going back to brunette to blonde, brunette to blonde, it wasn't for myself. It was always, even even when I, even if it wasn't for a specific guy, it was always like with the idea that, oh, well, when I meet this person, I want them to, to when I meet my soulmate, I want them to meet me as my natural self and love me for me. This last time I transitioned my hair color, was literally for myself for the first time in my entire hair color transition. I'm going to tell you why this is a big deal from a metaphorical overall spiritual standpoint. So many things about this year have been just for me. And that is huge. And this goes with with going back to a couple episodes. This is not about being selfish. It's about 
having a sense of self-love, which will then allow you to have a domino effect in all the ways you treat others and the way you treat the world, your surroundings, domino effect of kindness and compassion and love. If you don't have it for yourself, how are you going to have it for anyone else? Insecurity comes stems from fear. There's only two paths. I've said it before, love and fear. So insecurity, jealousy, drama, greed, assumptions, all this crap stems from fear. And insecurity is a big one. Thus, we go back to the hair color. Now, I'm not saying don't go and change your hair color for yourself. Do whatever makes you happy. But the thing in this story is that I wasn't doing it for my happiness. I was doing it because I thought it would obtain happiness in the sense of someone's going to like me. I'm going to look more beautiful. I never did it for myself until now. I decided to go back to my natural hair color for multiple reasons. One, I didn't want to spend thousands of dollars anymore on my hair. And for what? Two, I was like, oh, you know what? I miss my brown hair. And I'm getting back into acting. And I'm doing this. And I might as well just be myself. At no point was it about a guy, which is a huge step for me. At no point was it about finding love. Huge step for me. Because for the first time in like my entire adult life, that's not where I was at. Doesn't mean that I don't want a relationship. I've said this multiple times. Of course I do. Of course. Oh my gosh. Like I would be so happy about that. But it's not the foundation of my happiness anymore. And that is so freeing. When nothing else is what creates the happiness, just adds to it. It, it is the most powerful experience in your life. It's like, quote unquote, friends come and go, right? Like I recently had a situation, literally just had a situation with someone that, yeah, I just met recently, became friends, sweet girl. However, there was a mass miscommunication via text. This is why I love to voice note. I'm not a big fan of using the phone. I love to voice note. It's kind of probably why I love podcasting because I just talk and talk and talk. But anyways, we had uh, a miscommunication via text where I thought she was being rude. And mind you, I just read this text that we were having, this text conversation, as I was waking up from my fourth nap during my food poisoning experience. Not fun. Not at all. Vomit, disgustingness, bleh. And then you wake up to a text message that you can barely like really understand because you're not really mentally there. Long story short, I took full accountability the next day because I didn't want to continue that conversation as I was basically on my deathbed. But I basically got defensive and I responded defensively, whereas she responded saying that I was being rude and she got really rude. And so it was just one big miscommunication. Now, a normal relationship of any kind, a valuable relationship of any kind, like family, doesn't just ride you off. Or how do you Americans say? Or white people say, write you off. No, yeah, write you off. You talk about it or you give space and then you talk about it and you work it out. Especially something so dumb as a miscommunication text. You don't go and say, Okay, I don't want to talk to you anymore. We're no longer friends. I have a nice life. You don't do that. If I did that to every single person in my life that really mattered to me, including my family, 
if I if I would write them off every single time there was a slight discrepancy of any kind or even a massive discrepancy of any kind, I would be completely alone forever. And that's it. Because we're humans. None of us are ever going to constantly see eye to eye. There's a mass difference between actual things that you can literally be like, I don't need you. You're toxic in my life. Like people that are physically abusive, people that are constantly manipulating or narcissistic tendencies or, or very like mentally abusive relationships of any kind. Sure. But a text miscommunication, come on, man. And I'm at this point in my life where I just don't have time for it. For me, my mom always told me, you don't have arguments at night, especially before you go to bed. And for me, especially if I'm in the middle of, of dealing with food poisoning and holding onto a toilet and then going back to bed. That was my that was my day yesterday. Not fun. So the last thing I want to do is argue about something petty as a miscommunication text. Anyways, I finally sent what I had to say this morning. I held myself accountable for what I had misconstrued. And this person goes on to say, I don't even want to hear this voice note. I don't want to talk to you ever again. Have a nice life. Love and abundance, whatever. Total like whatever. I was like, oh my God, I can't. People like that, it's like walking on eggshells types of relationships I can't deal with, especially at this point in my life where mental health and peace of mind in general and peace in life is so frail right now. Why add to it? I wish this person the best. I actually would still be friends with this person if they like, I don't want to say even grow up, but kind of like wake up a bit. I'm not the only person that has had a discrepancy with this person. So that says a lot. It's not just me. But I hold accountability to, again, where I was wrong at taking something and getting defensive. But that's growth. But in my ramble, because this is a ramble episode, what I am saying is this year has definitely led to the closeness of a relationship within myself which was so necessary to also not allow other relationships in my life to once I see that something is, it's dramatic, it's toxic and there's really only so much I can do. Then I step back. There's a sense of peace in being alone that you're not really alone. I almost, when I do say that I want to get out of LA, I almost feel like, wow, it would be amazing to live in a place where it's just nature and my family and my close friends. And I can still come into the city and see other friends and work and blah, 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 whatever. But to be in the city constantly, it's on my manifestation list of not going to do it for the rest of my life. But that being said, this year has been tricky and it is now the holidays And what better time for us to remember that we need to be grateful, grateful that we're alive, grateful that we still have breath, grateful that we still have thought, independent thought, not just sheep-like thought, which is kind of what's been going around these days. I don't vibe with the cancel culture. I don't vibe with the non-communicative, if that's a word, non-communicating culture, which is just like, it's either yes or no. There's no in between. You can't have a conversation about things. I don't vibe with any of that. It's to the point where I, I've started to take breaks here and there from my phone. 
where I literally have to tell my family in a group chat, by the way, if I don't respond and if it's an emergency, call my house line because yes, world, I have a house line, a dial-up, non-wireless house line for emergencies that very few people have the number to (laughs) because we're so attached to our phones. The second you don't respond to someone, they're like, oh my gosh, you hate me. And it's not that. It's like sometimes you need to step away from your phone for your own sanity. I literally challenge all of you to start doing that. And even if you have to tell people, whether it's work or close family and close friends that you're going to take a freaking break, do it. Do that and then take a break. Step away. Put it in another room. Take a breather. And you're going to want to, you're going to want to fiend. You're, you're going to fiend like cigarette smokers. You're going to want to freaking go in there and grab the phone. I know because it's been a work in progress for me, but it's also so refreshing. It's another thing in my ramble thing. I like to say, like, I have another close friend who is dealing with a lot of pressure and emotional pressure from her family that are massive Trump Trump supporters. And she is a massive liberal. And I've been on the phone with her for hours, you know, because she's dealing with the emotions of it all and me having to calm her down because it's very sad to feel like you have to fight for things that should be sensible and things that should be common sense against your family, your blood. You're like, what is happening? So I feel for her. I get it. It's not even a political thing. It's like, it's more than that at this point. But she keeps posting about stuff like this. She keeps posting about Trump and posting. about, And I was like, girl, you're doing exactly what you shouldn't do. You need to step away from your phone. You need to stop putting this stuff in your head. It's only going to make it worse. It's like when you break up with someone. The last thing you want to do is look at pictures of each other. The last thing you want to do is lurk their Instagram. The last thing you want to do is even see them in person until you can handle it, which takes time. Same thing, y'all. Same thing with the things we're putting in our head. If political stuff is starting to affect you, step away. If friendships are starting to affect you, step away. If social media is starting to affect you, step away. And you know it is. Or start muting people. Start muting posts and muting stories and muting things that are not uplifting you. Because right now we are in a fragile time where our minds are fragile, our spirits are fragile, and we need to empower ourselves so that we can empower others. And in order to do that, you need to have peace of mind and you need to trust in the universe. And I will attest to that because throughout this whole year, even with without having my normal jobs of DJing and throwing parties and producing and doing all that stuff, with having to have figured things out, I just realized the other day that I have not once been destitute. The universe has always had my back in one way or another because I believe in the universe. And the universe believes in me. And the universe believes in you. But you got to start believing. Follow your intuition. Listen to yourself. Listen to that inner gut. And that inner gut is going to be louder. The cleaner you are of toxic environments, toxic people, toxic things that you put into your body, toxic things that you are listening to and watching, 
I'm putting in your mind, the cleaner you are from all these things, because you can't be 100% clean of it all, right? I call it the 80-20 rule in every aspect of my life. The energies I allow into my life, the food and the drinks that I put into my, my body, and the things that I watch and the things that I listen to, it's the 80-20 rule for me. But I know how to handle the 80-20 rule, especially because I have methods to cleanse myself out, my detoxes, my meditations, my runs, whatever I need to do to feel better. But if you're not there yet, try to the 100% rule because you, that means you need a real detox. But anyways, what I'm saying is you got to do what you got to do to put yourself at the best advantage of feeling your best in order to be part of this healing collective that we need worldwide, emotionally, energetically, and eventually physically. Because even boosting up your immune system starts with your mind and then your body. It's the energies. It's everything. So I don't apologize for putting myself first. I don't apologize for walking away from situations and people and and things that I do to myself where I go, what the hell am I doing? And I just walk away. Because it's the time to do that. 2020 is almost over, you guys. And uh, I don't want anyone to look back and say this year was a waste. This year was the worst. Because this year could possibly have been the best year of your life. This year could have been or is transformative, awakening, growing, nurturing in a lot of ways, strengthening in a lot of ways. This year has been like no other for you and for the entire human collective. So make it count, just like every day should count. Make this year count. Go into 2021 going I'm ready like a freaking warrior, a love warrior for that. Because that's what you are. I know I am. Bring it on. Man, after this year, it's like. <laughs> I, I <don't>, yeah. <laughs> I can handle pretty much anything. So. But I don't think I'm going to need to. If anything, I'm going to call this year the year that I outgrew my past life dharma karma, I guess you can call it. <laughs> and I feel it. I feel it inside. Still constantly work in progress. I am still human. Correct. I'm still on this planet. But let me tell you something. I am not planning to reincarnate into this planet. I don't give a flying F what the energies or negatives of this planet think that they're going to do. I'm not coming back. I'm going to make sure of, of that. But that's a whole different episode. <laughs> we'll get into that in a whole different episode. I wish y'all nothing but love. I hope. My biggest gift to you on these holidays, whatever it is that you celebrate or not, is that you just wake up every day grateful that you're alive and that you look at the days and you've, you just kind of like 
sit down and think of the smallest to the biggest things that you're grateful for and the best things that happened to you on that day. It could be anything. And you keep looking forward. And the only times that you look back are to be grateful for the days that you have ahead. And with that, I'm going to see y'all on the flippity flip, on the flip side. Much love. Oh, yeah.